0: All right, welcome back to another episode of the Strongman Winter Circle podcast, episode twenty-seven, with my co-host Anthony Furman, and today's guest needs no introduction, but I'm going to give one give one to him anyway. So he's amassed many international wins so far in his career, including the first ever Rogue Invitational, won the Arnold Classic this past year, won World's Strongest Man 2019. He's here, he's there, he's freaking everywhere martins martinez
1: that martinez that took him that took him four weeks to write
0: yes, sir. <laughs> Dad, <right. laughs> no 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 yeah, no,
1: he was very excited to do that hey and I just want to say, of course, thank you um you know when we we want winners on the podcast and and you win not only in strawman competitions, but I mean like what you're doing right now with your your strength unknown the series.
2: Oh, I'm so excited about this. Just got back from uh, Latvia, Estonia, Lithuania, Norway, Colombia. What an adventure that was, like almost six weeks out there. Uh, That's such a long time. Sure is. Yeah. Got some videos done with Ivar's uh, Big Z, Rauna Hainla, got the stem cell therapy uh, behind the scenes done. And then I got to see Old Haugen's home in Norway.
1: My future home as well. Yeah, yeah I know you love <laughs> Norway
2: now. I, I I fell in love too, man. What right. a beautiful place, yeah.
1: You see what I'm talking about now? It's just like it's something special.
2: Uh, it is. Have
1: you been during winter, though? Nope, <laughs> but I do come from almost Canada, so. Yeah, it means nothing
2: with uh, the darkness of Norway. That's another level.
1: Oh, that's true. Yeah, the, yeah that's right. That's right.
2: You what,
0: know, is it, the, what, 12 weeks of darkness?
2: Yeah. It, yeah. It depends on it it well, Norway. Yeah, four weeks are like yeah. really dark. And he's right. It depends how north you go.
1: Because it's a very skinny country. So like uh-huh. it's actually really like a lot, a lot north. It goes almost it goes to the north pole pretty uh-huh. much. Yeah.
2: My man, I gotta say I visited Trondheim and Oslo. Trondheim is such a beautiful city. Have you been to Trondheim?
1: I didn't get to the Trondheim. I did not. That's the one place I didn't go
2: uh i highly suggest that don't get stuck in oslo trondheim is like a fairy tale place it's so I, beautiful my,
1: my favorite was uh it wasn't Oslo. We, i went to tones it's the it was the very Damn. first city that was uh set up by the vikings and it's now it's like a, a port it's really cool too
2: that sounds cool
1: yeah i love that <laughs> yeah anyways well, all right we'll stop gushing about norway let's get back on track here so let me so when i said you were winning at that though what i mean is you're taking you're taking your brand you're not only your brand you're taking the sport and you're kind of putting a unique spin on it where it's not just you lifting weights you doing this and that you're 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 traveling you're you're behind the scenes kind of footage with other people bringing that in. it's kind of like a absolutely It's showing the beauty of the strength community that's what i'm seeing of it right
2: absolutely high tides raise all ships you know so i i i wa- As I slowly come to the end of my career, I want to put the spotlight back on the other athletes that are coming in, or older athletes that other people don't know about, and just build the sport up.
1: And you got your guys storytelling, and just you know, with your with your character, and not name character, with your ability to just be yourself on camera, it just really looks pretty cool. So, I know you are definitely going to win with that. Now, Nicholas, I am
2: so excited. Yeah, Nicholas
1: is itching itching to ask you about your uh, your prep leading in your last two comments. i got
0: i got many questions Martine. so we'll start oh we'll start boy. Off Let, let's let's but go at before it we start, I, I, did watch been... the, I did watch the columbia video that was that was very good i love you talking throughout the whole thing so uh, thank you yeah. great great something that I, hopefully that we can implement one day um but yeah let's let's start off um so it, it was interesting you went from arnold classic prep right into world strongest man prep. So it looked like you went from 12 weeks of training into another 11, 12 weeks of training. Um, not even, it was more like six weeks of training. Uh, so, I was so beat up after Arnold's. Yeah, yeah. Like lead us through like how you managed from like, to like, from the Arnold's to like recover in a short amount of time and then start prepping for prepping for worlds. Um, that was rough. I think I would have even done much
2: better at worlds uh, if it were not for Arnold's because leading up to Arnold's, I, um, about a month out i really hurt my back to the point where uh, i lost about two weeks of training going to the Arnold. uh i have a little herniation in my back and and for four days i just i was struggling to even get out of bed uh but i was working with physical uh uh, physical therapy san pedro um doing a lot of rehab and i mean that stuff is so important for any athlete. You should have a physical therapist that you trust. You go to that. You're always working on balancing your body out, working on your deficiencies and also just healing your injuries. Because I don't think I would have been able to compete, let alone win in the Arnold without that physical therapy assistance and help. So that, that was a blessing, man. Would you Um, say that, would
1: you say that the rehab and therapy is a big component of winning? Like a big, I, I wouldn't have even
2: been able to compete without it period. It's like, I was there at the show and won the show because not only do I train hard, but I also rehab and take care of my body. And this is a brutal sport at the top level. It takes a toll when you're competing with these such heavy weights yeah. that uh, you need to be constantly mending and tuning your body. so like an instrument it needs constant tuning yep. so uh, I, after Arnold um, I was beat up you know because it, it took me, it took everything out of me just to compete and win there. So I I took uh, pretty much all of March off. I just did rehab, uh, focused on my injuries, because it doesn't matter how hard you train, if you have pain, especially significant pain in the body, it shuts down strength. So my first priority was to uh, lower the pain in my body before getting into world's strongest man prep. So all March, I was just stretching, working on stability and allowing myself to not take that time to get to a point where I knew, okay, now my body's ready to put, put up some weight. And basically, uh, going into Worlds, I don't think I was even at peak strength. It was just a matter of trying to ride that strength that I had gained in for Arnold and carry that into Worlds, and that's what I did. Uh, I wish I had more time. I would have given a better performance, but I'm still so happy that uh, I, I played, got the podium finished in Worlds as well. So it's been yeah. a good year.
1: Yeah, man, and, you know, this is your first – but now it's about your first calendar year back. Like you took, you know, you had that a long break, which you took to heal your body so you can come back. So uh, basically it's the end of the season. Worlds was the end of your first year back. Um, how did you feel like how, compared to previous years in the sport?
2: Um, It's a, that's a good question. It's like in so many ways, I feel stronger than ever. Like my pressing is by far stronger than ever. Uh, some strengths have uh, pulled back a bit. Like my, I used to be a better deadlifter. lifter. I've struggled with some uh, hip pains that uh, it, 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 I think my obturator externus has some tendonitis, which is such a weird small muscle you no one ever thinks about.
1: But uh, I'm trying to act like I know what you're talking about. I'm like, oh yeah, yeah. oh, Man, <laughs> I I hardly know
2: what I'm talking about.
1: <laughs> this is my a, mask.
2: <laughs> yeah. So, if you look it up it, it, it it's a small muscle that's uh, acts both as an internal and external rotator in the hip um attaches to like the ilia somewhere in the obturator
1: uh oh, yes, yes. the, yeah. or more, more words yes yes more words uh,
2: yeah so that that thing's uh that thing has been rough so deadlift uh not as confident but it was still good enough to yes. get me where I need to be.
1: That's pretty cool, man. That's pretty cool when you reach that strength level where, like, yeah. I'm not at my peak strength, but it's good enough where I could take second world strongest man on a drop of a yeah. dime.
0: I'm happy with it. Let's yeah. just say you had a few more weeks of training. Do you think you could have passed new deadlift levels or a new deadlift high if you had more time and, and maybe not the Arnolds to prep for? uh repetition wise yes I, I think i could have surpassed it. uh in terms of one rep max
2: uh that would take a little longer that's that's a little yeah, harder right you, now for you
1: me didn't, you didn't have a deadlift at the arnold's this year so you were just squatting right
2: yeah oh, uh, okay. two months of prep for a max squat which i've never attempted before in my life
1: yeah and then you ran right into a right into a deadlift ladder event and then you had deadlift for reps too right yep yeah 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 so no deadlifting into deadlifting at world's level
2: <laughs> that's right it was, that was, it's, again, it was just like, okay, I did Deadlift for a rogue. So right. I hope that strength's still here. It still is. Okay, now I just need to refine it a little bit.
1: Well, you know, it's cool how you look, you know, you're one, you're not, never one to make excuses because, you know, you're not the only one that did the Arnold in the Worlds, right? So it's like, yeah. that's what I love about you too, is, you know, you internalize, you, you internalize the reasons and you fix the reasons, right? Instead of like saying the reasons.
2: Yeah, <laughs> there actually, yeah there's, there's always reasons. There's always yeah. something to improve
1: that's that's a mindset thing I think the champions possess the, to to internalize their flaws and
0: address them, yeah hell yeah so uh martin's um so you kind of touched about it a little before, but of course a lot of our um A lot of our podcasts, of course, is pretty. We want to educate our listeners, but like, what would you suggest for strongman looking to get into elite level in terms of their regimen when it comes to physical therapy um, and recovery? Like, what what level of commitment should they be focusing on on like a a day to day basis?
2: Um, That depends. If you just want to do it as a hobby, uh, just work on your body maybe a few times a week to make sure that you know you have a good uh, life thereafter. But if you want to be on a professional level, it's daily. Period. It has to be daily that you're doing something to address some sort of injury, deficiency, imbalance. Uh, because it's like if you're a professional um, musician, do you ever play an instrument without tuning it
0: first? Absolutely not. It's the same as a body. You have to tune it first. Good question. And then, um, of course, we've we seen, of course, watching the first episode of the Strength Unknown series, um, Going Down to Columbia, um how, how are you feeling after the second round of stem cells um the first uh week was rough uh especially the shoulder i mean that needle was <laughs>
2: like that yeah because uh, like you know when you get the when you get the needles into the knees they're, they're like this okay that, that sucks it's a little it gives me a little queasy feeling i thought okay the shoulder is gonna have to be a smaller needle i mean my joints right here well how long a needle you need and then they pull this freaking thing out and Ooh. i'm like why why, does, why is the shoulder like four times longer than the knee needle? It turns out they have to go through the back here, underneath the, the scapula, all the way into the joint. And that was, a, oh man, I was, uh, hardly could stay still for that, man. And then my, my shoulder was sore for a, a couple of weeks, like really sore for a couple of weeks after that. But now a month later, a little over a month later, I feel uh, a lot better. Like, uh, my, like it used to before the stem cells just going to external rotation like this with no weight that was really painful uh because i have arthritis in my shoulder now and some um pieces of cartilage floating around the joint which i'm after or, uh, this upcoming rogue i'm gonna have to get that vacuumed out
1: hey Martinez, you should look into what i just ha- for the arthritis pain and stuff what i just had on my knee um the radiofrequency ablation they go in there now it's not a fix but it's not a yeah. fix but what they do is they go in there and they burn out all the pain nerves in your in your joint, so oh my you, gosh. you can function pain free.
2: Wow, that sounds cool, but also scary. Yes, because then you don't know if you're overdoing it.
1: So it's to be used at the end of the road when you want to get that one last comp type thing. That that's uh, yeah, <laughs> that's
2: pretty <laughs> but, cool though. No, but and, so far, I mean, so far,
1: like uh, the day after I had it done, I was able to do lunges for the first time in like. five or six years the day after yeah wow i did have to learn how to walk though because i was limping still and i did but i didn't have to anymore so i had to
0: learn how to oh that's so interesting yeah (laughs) so it's wild yeah that is really cool but uh stem cell wise what what did you do exactly for your knees like have you had like for instance like is your meniscus meniscus has been gone from all the kind oh this is cool so i did have a meniscus tear in my left knee uh last
2: year i went to get stem cells uh, for that and um arthritis that that meniscus completely healed it, it's wow. not injured anymore That's um sad. it did not it it could not keep up however with uh the wear and tear for in the there was a cartilage so arthritis is still there it helps a lot with arthritis pain but uh to heal back cartilage just takes so much time and I would need to stop lifting for at least a year again to get that stem cells to heal back the cartilage. So not much there. Tendinitis, 90% gone. Tendinitis pains, by the way, that I had for years that just no matter what I did, I could only maintain it. I could not fix them. Those uh, got almost completely went away. My wrist hundred percent healed. That, That was one of the biggest pains oddly enough that I had. Uh, going into last year so this year I just got my knees i got my shoulder and i got my elbow here um so we'll see right now i feel pretty good the knees take uh, about three
0: to four months to really feel a difference And so so too early too early to tell so so what would you think so me and anthony have had a, a bunch of scopes done to our knees in the past do you think stem cells would help help with that i, I definitely think so
2: uh especially with uh any kind of um lig ligaments um tendons as long as there's something there it can help heal it Ar- arthritis uh i don't have experience of it helping with arthritis yet like okay, significantly it's the
1: it's the absence of tissue is what causes arthritis so it's you can't, exactly
2: you, you can't need something to heal and if there's a, especially a significant amount of it gone
1: yeah it's hard that's pretty cool though it's that's really cool that you that you sought it out and that uh, it it worked for you. I mean, that's amazing. It's a good story. Yeah, it it absolutely is. I love
2: it.
0: So let's take a step back. So looking at your whole career. So out of all like the big wins that you've had, which one's your favorite and why? Oh man. I mean, of course, winning uh, 2019
2: world's strongest man, just because of the title, that is the competition I grew up watching that inspired me to get into strong man. That was the dream ever since starting in strongman. So winning 2019 World Strongest Man is the ultimate win for me. Uh, oh, yeah. I didn't, you know, it took me a while to even realize that this is real life that this just happened.
0: Yep, yep, that's a good answer. I'll I'll accept that answer. And and then how, how long? So you won in 2019, and you, did you start your journey in 2011, 2012? I remember you. I remember you were at 20, 2013 uh, Nationals, Denison, Texas, because. I, mean, I, was, yeah. I was I was there uh, in the 231s, but when did you start your career or your first training session or training or first competition? My first competition was when I was in 18 in uh, New Hampshire. Um,
2: it was an Oktoberfest competition. I think I placed second in that one. Very small competition, uh, very few competitors, but um, it got me my taste and strong. and I loved it. And then coming out to California, I started working out
0: or training with Hogan uh, and that was in around 2010. All right, so so when you were 18, what what year was that? Or well, yeah, what year was that? That was 2008. Yeah, 2008. So 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 for instance, um, so it took 11 years to get from training to world's strongest man. Decade, yeah. Yeah, it uh, truly is a, decade, a lifelong, yeah. a lifelong I hope, pursuit. I hope you guys are listening. Oh, uh, a lot of our listeners, oh, just want instant gratification takes.
2: I, yeah. I, I would even go home. a level above that. I started training when I was nine years old. and By the time I was uh, 11 or so, I had seen Strongman on TV. And I, I was training with the intention from that age to get into Strongman. So, so two cool.
1: decades. Oh, that's so cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so people at home, s- just sit down. It's your beer for the long haul. Go buy Go buy a movie to watch. Just relax. <laughs> uh, it's gonna
2: happen.
0: It's gonna take some time.
2: It's good. Yeah, it's it's a journey.
0: But uh, it's interesting. You mentioned Ode, and that was my next question. Um, just if you want to mention kind of like the impact that he's had on your career. So it sounds like you joined him in right 2010. Um, and yeah, just tell us what kind of impact he's had in terms of your growth in the sport.
2: Ode's had it. I don't think I'd be where I'm at without old. I mean, there's so many uh, steps along the journey where he's had an enormous impact on the outcome of my career. Uh, I'd say one of the biggest things is patience because when I first came to California, I really wanted to compete in the L.A. Uh, old Haugen Strength Classic, and um, he wouldn't let me. Um, and then a second year goes by, and he still doesn't let me. He tells me I'm not ready yet. Three years go by of me training with Ode. At this point, I'm crushing competitions, or at least doing really well, showing that I'm ready. He said, okay, maybe you're ready now. Three (laughs) years of training with Ode, he finally lets me compete in his show, and then I win it. I win it again. It was a pro-am show, and that's what won me my pro card. Um, And then I got my invite to Giants Live from that, and... And another thing was that he taught me was persistence in networking. Because all all is huge on networking. You can't just sit you know, sit on your thumbs and wait for someone to invite you. I had one old show and he's like I'm like, Okay, what now? He's like, Well, now that you want a good enough show, you need to here. Here's Colin Bryce's contact, you need to message him over and over and over again. It'll take a while until he gets back to you. But don't you know, quit. You're going to find a way to get into that giant Live show, and so I did. I was messaging both, um, I was both Colin Bryce and Ode for over a month. I mean, not, sorry, Colin Bryce and Magnus for Magnus mm. for over a month until they finally got back to me, like, okay, shut up, just get over here to Iceland and compete in giant Live. See what you got.
1: Oh, that's so cool. That, <laughs>
2: that contest got me. Uh, I got third place there competing against Thor and uh, Mark Felix, and then I got my invite to Worlds.
1: Yeah, and then the rest is history, as they say. Right, been there ever since.
0: Absolutely, there's there's some alternate universe that uh, you said probably no. I don't want to go trade with Ode. In that alternate universe, what would have happened to Martines if he didn't go train with Ode? What kind of road would you have taken?
2: Um, that's a good question. Um, the like I said, the two most important things that I picked up from Ode are uh, patience paired with persistence. I think there's a lot of, I've trained with other crews in Strongman. Um, the, I'm not going to name them, but they've, they've, I learned a lot from training in those crews. Inten- like the intensity, technique, well, that was great and all, but watching them, they would constantly be at redlining their bodies. And I would get to see these guys drop out after a few years. Like they would do really well in the amateur circuits but then they would get their pro cards or whatnot. These guys were talented athletes, but because they were redlining all the time, their injuries took them out. And that was the end of their careers. Mm. I've seen this with so many athletes. They they, they just are, yeah. Hammering it way too hard too often. And they don't get to an absolute top level because of that. So I think I would have been there with those guys. I I, I do have a bunch of injuries, but it took me longer to get to this point where I'm, Right. I have to amend my body a lot more.
1: Oh, interesting. No, I think that's that's a great point. You do see that. Even at the even at the pro level, you see a lot of guys that come in for a year or two and then they're gone because it, it you yeah. put your body through the ringer. You know, you don't give you don't take yeah. care of it. I'll
2: tell you like this also, I figure I have in a year, if I want to do a year right, I have four months of heavy training. Think about that. Four months. That's it. All the other ones are either medium or light.
1: Yeah. That's a season. That sounds like a plan, like an off season, like an actual structured attack, like you would at a
0: sport. I love
1: it.
2: Absolutely.
1: Yeah.
0: So, Mart- so Martins, one of our kind of big questions, but you were kind of mentioned that you of course had this pursuit for 20 years, but when did you realize your potential in the sport? When did you realize that you could have be this Martins, this King dragon that you are?
1: Yeah. yeah. When, when did uh, the dragon emerge? Cause I think that's like the, you know, your martins and then the, the dragon conquers you know it's like oh
2: that's interesting okay so there's like two uh two levels to that first was just re- my realization that i could do well in the sport that i meant to be in the sport it was when i was a teenager i would go to my uh farmland in latvia and help out my uh, grandpa on the farm he was a stone sculptor so i'd be helping him on the farm move all these rocks and stuff that and was at this point also training with my dad in the gym too already lifting up putting up good numbers uh, and then I saw on TV, these guys basically doing heavy farm work for competition. And I was like, oh, shoot, I'm almost putting up those numbers now. I, I belong up there. And I think in about five, 10 years, I could be on that world level. And so I got to training with the intensity and focus of getting into uh, strongman. And then I think
3: I realized that... Uh, if you know me, you know I'm always on the run, up early and home late. So having a three-hour morning routine isn't really in the cards for me. What is in the cards is AG1. It's a fast way to get vitamins and minerals I need to perform. I first gave AG1 a try because I wanted a single solution that helps support my entire body by filling in nutrient gaps and simplifying my morning routine. Since drinking AG1 daily, I've always felt strong and energized and ready to attack the day. Not only does AG1 deliver my daily dose of vitamins, minerals, pre- and probiotics, And more, it's a powerful, healthy habit that's also powerfully simple. It's one scoop, mixed in water, once a day, and every day. I know that AG1 is giving my body high-quality nutrition. Every batch of AG1 goes through a rigorous testing process, so you know that it's safe. And AG1 ingredients are sourced for absorption, potency, and nutrition density. AG1 is a supplement that I trust to provide the support my body needs daily, and that's why I'm excited to welcome them as a new partner. Here is your chance to start every day this season with a gift to yourself. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase exclusively at drinkag1.com slash grit. That's drinkag1.com slash grit. Check it out.
2: Shoot. Then to answer the dragon question. I got the nickname in Moss Rest uh, mm. that was like 2014 or so when I was competing in the world championships in Siberia and I took second place and I'd beaten a Russian. No one had beaten Russians in Moss Wrestling at this point on to the national level oh, uh, sure. and I almost beat the champion guy and they saw, they just saw a ferocity in me that like, you know, I, I flip a switch and all of a sudden I am, uh steam and focus and intensity and that's where I got the nickname the dragon but where I realized it in strongman I think it was getting second to Thor in the Arnold the Arnold's classic in mm. 2019 actually uh because I-, I knew I belonged I knew I was one of the top strongmen as a heavyweight but I didn't quite see myself as being world's strongest man material quite yet until I got second at Arnold's in 2019, right before worlds. And I was four points behind Thor. And I thought I could have, I could have, there were so many spots where I could have made that made up that gap. Holy shit. I can beat this guy. I can win world's strongest man. I just need to work on a few weaknesses and I will be a champion of here. So then I started training, doubling down on my training with the, uh, with the focus and knowledge that I know I can win. Uh, and then I won worlds right that year. Uh, I remember even telling my friend, as I was like, cause normally before a competition, I could tell my friends, okay, I expect to place fourth, third here. I might lose some points here, but I, of course I intend to win. So I'm going to do whatever I can to win. But you know, my honest answer is I'm getting third. in competition. usually ends up that way. Um, going into worlds in 2019 before i left i was telling my friend I was like so how do you think you're gonna do this year I, I, said, I just straight up told him, oh i'm winning this one
1: yeah There's no doubt about it so i can do you one better actually weird enough i can point the exact moment that you emerged as the dragon as he is today let's hear it that same year wheel of pain when you when you did the wheel of pain and you climbed that fucking thing that's when you became, that's when you became the dragon to me. That's when, that's oh, when, I love it. that's when you, <laughs> that was it. That was the moment you went from Martins. You went from Martins to the dragon right there. Freaking
0: hell. I love it. <laughs> yes. That's so. awesome. That is what an awesome, awesome story. Thank you, Martins. But we are on the winner circle podcast. So another common question, yep. fill in the blank Martins. Winners are blank.
2: Oh, I have way too many answers for this. You can give
0: us a couple.
2: No, that's uh, not the rule.
0: There he goes. Consistent. Good one. That's a good one. You must, you must have watched one of our previous, uh, ones, our previous podcast where we mentioned that we put you on a list of consistent Kings. He watches all of them because he loves the show. Oh yeah, that's (laughs) that's correct. (laughs) (laughs) So I would like to, I would like to hear kind of your point of view here on this, um, so who are your five favorite and most inspirational strength athletes like right now? And I know like me and Anthony are one and two, but this is our show. You can't use us. So outside of us, who are it, your favorite it, five wouldn't it be
1: fair to athletes? everyone else? It's just not fair. Like who get
0: like what gets what gets you inspired and out of bed sometimes when you're lacking motivation? Your mom. Oh, <laughs> oh no, <laughs> not, not Michelle. Michelle. <laughs>
1: No, not Michelle.
0: She listens to this, Martine, <laughs> so you, you might get a you might get a follow after this. But
1: <laughs> she's gonna start. She's gonna start following him, DM him like smiley faces on his stories.
0: <laughs> all
2: right, all right, all right. Um, so, uh, Old Haugen, of course. Awesome. Um, Mateusz. Uh, because i remember in competing well that was an alternate for the arnold's and i think it was 2017 because i I knew i belonged in world's strongest man at this point but i thought statically there's no way that was my body size that i could do well in arnold's so i was on a mission to win worlds but arnold's was like okay that's too far on the end of the spectrum from static strength i don't belong there i'm too small uh and I even, as an alternate, I was, I was like, remember thinking, I hope no one drops out of the show so I don't, oh. I don't get pulled into it. <laughs> and then I saw Matouche. I thought, oh, what is this skinny guy doing out here? He doesn't belong. Scrappy-looking fella. Uh, he's going to get crushed. And that year I saw this young dude that looked like he did not belong in the realm of static strength take third place. Yeah. And that lit a light bulb in me thinking, oh, I belong there as well. I, I like so. Hats off and thank you, Mateusz, for firing, lighting that fire.
0: Mateusz, so uh, MVP. Yeah, a, a few more or a, or a couple.
2: Okay, so we got all oh, the Mateusz, Um I would say JF Caron, um, because so many competitions I uh, I've gone to, even though I was competing, my first World Strongest Man ever. You know, I was competing against him, this guy pulls me over when I was practicing for the medley and gave me advice on how to better lift the keg or better approach the run. Well, what was the, do you remember the advice? It was uh number well, one. It was don't run behind it, run to the side of it. Mm-hmm. Um, Nick best also gave me that advice. Uh, and also to, because other guys were trying to lift, because the, the, the drum, these are drums for the medley. And I'd, I won this one in 20, that was my first event ever going to Worlds. And I won the event in my heat. Uh, it was the big drum carry in 2016 Botswana. These drums are enormous. Uh, and all these other guys were trying to shoulder them, which took way too much time. Or lift them like kegs, which they're way too big. So JF told me to cradle it like a baby. And he said, don't worry about your bicep. It's so big that if you lean back, the weight's going to be on your body not your arm so that's what i did i carried them with the with the with the drum and the curvature of my arm and i won that event and it made it so much queer. he also told me to put it on one leg to tilt it over
1: oh yeah, I said, yeah. actually I, I remember that medley now that you described it i do remember that yeah
2: and i was like this fool that i would always forget my chalk and tacky and he comes so to get to me he's like the beats, next time bring your own you go. <laughs> so he, he was a big he was huge for me and uh would continuously give me advice throughout the years. And so that's three. And then another one, of course, is Nick Best. He he also helped me so much um, with what equipment to use for certain events, um, what kind of uh, stance to take in, uh, in deadlifts, how to get my yoke better, because my yoke's been atrocious, and I have to take bits and pieces from everyone, how to get that better. Nick helped me quite a bit. Uh, and he would just, like, always check in on me in competitions and and uh root for me and that always boosted my confidence and morale. So Nick Best is up there. And a the fifth one. Oh this is tough. I'm, I might have to say Hofdabjornsen just because uh he's also I love training with him. Uh he's someone that I thought for so long that I couldn't that I had a gap in my head I couldn't beat. And when I saw like a little sliver of an opening where I felt I could beat him, that inspired my training so much more. And of course training side by side with him uh inspired me as well. And he was such a high standard to look up to and still is to this day that uh that pushed my training harder as well.
0: Oh yeah. I, I remember watching one of the a, a training video that you had with him. You're like teaching him how to press. He like goes out and wins every press event, but it's always with kind of like half decent form. And you're in there like, well, you're getting on your toes and you're pressing backwards, <laughs> you got to, yeah. uh, yeah, up, like you got legs for arms is the only reason this
2: is
1: coming together. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. I mean, yeah, you know, man, yeah, the effort, the effortlessness with which he would do things sometimes. At, yeah, at his peak when he was like. The mountain, mountain,
2: Oof.
0: incredible. Yeah, incredible. So, 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 really, one of the most inspirational strong one to watch. Yeah, and then, uh, one of my last questions before we get to some of the fan questions, and I don't know if any, anything has anything else too, but in two weeks, there's the deadlift, uh, world record happening. Do you, do you see anybody hitting that deadlift?
2: Oh, that's interesting. Um, let's see, we got uh, Mitchell Hooper, Ronald Heinla.
0: Uh Pavlo's going as well, right? Yes. Uh, I forgot his last name. K- Pavlo Koryak. looks Koryak. pretty impressive. But Koryaka. well, not Koryakan, no, it's the other Pavlo. It's the one that fought Novikov. They brought back That's the dude right. that,
1: they brought back the dude that was fucking hitting people.
0: Yeah, the one that got kicked out.
1: Cool. It's just <laughs> like the NFL.
0: <laughs> Yay.
2: Um I don't I don't know much about him. I just know a lot of people have negative feels for him. Uh, I personally don't know the guy. But um he does look insanely powerful. Oh, this fun. is gonna be tough. I think I think Ronald's not quite at hundred percent. I think Ronaldo, with another month easily has the world record. Um really but lately you think, lately it, you think, I Ron- think Ronald, Ronald can do it. Yeah, absolutely.
1: It Man, just he just, hasn't
2: been at his hundred percent right now.
1: Five oh five is just it's just like I I I can't see, any, like Thor should have done it. He should have just been a dickhead and made us so nobody could ever take it again. That's what he should have done. Yeah, before. right. Yeah. <laughs> because he could have that day. It looked like he had another 10 kilos in him that day. He,
2: do, he really did. Yeah. And uh, it's, he it's Thor still... Thor isn't saying that. He did that injured as well. I'm not sure if I should say that. I uh,
0: we'll... don't remember if that was a secret or not.
1: Everybody that's watching this, forget what you just hey, said. Hey, er- everybody's heard yeah. all
0: the time, so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: I don't know why these guys keep these things
2: a secret like okay you were injured when you did a world record let the world know because then they'll figure
0: that much more amazing
1: because of social media man that's why you can't say nothing ever because people like oh he's making excuses or oh i don't want to yeah all
0: right so so you're a bet if you're a betting man do you put money on a a record being broken or not
2: i don't you don't i take I take, I, I I i bet these guys that can i bet they can but I don't think in their shape right now, they'll break the world
0: record. I think it's a good answer. Yeah. I'm probably kind of saying dance.
1: Another thing that I think too, and people aren't really thinking about is this kind of record. For example, Eddie trained for this record for years, right? Yeah. No, one's going to be another Thor and be able to just, decide to do it randomly no one's going to be able to do that if this record is going to get broken again it's going to take that kind of effort and these guys aren't they're kind of this is another show to them none of these guys have taken a year or two and only focused on the record so i think that that plays into it too in my opinion
2: Uh, that's a good point
0: yeah all right excellent um anthony do you have any questions before the fan questions I never had any questions. I just want to look at Martins for an hour. Ah, perfect. Uh, all right. So we can try to do like a rapid fire. Um, favorite cheat meal, Martins? Um, uh, fasting. Because usually when I
2: am eating so much, I get disgusted by all foods. So I get excited when I could just not worry about eating and not eat for a day. It actually
0: feels great. <laughs> <Like> what, okay <laughs> great, great answer um what is your favorite hype song before a big lift um i think radio by rammstein Ah,
2: rammstein yes rammstein all the way i can't wait to see them when they come to the u.s
1: it's, uh they're coming to chicago right is that what they're playing or they know doing- la as well yeah oh nice yeah oh maybe yeah. i'll come out. maybe i'll come out we'll go to rammstein <laughs> oh, that'll be awesome! Please do come out.
2: Yeah,
0: what, you know what is it? Do you know? All right, we'll talk later. No, we'll uh, talk. Yeah,
2: well, yeah, I'll text you.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, Martins in a contest. When you hear "go," what do you see in here? Do you have tunnel vision, or are you pretty aware of everything that's going on?
2: It is hyper tunnel vision when I hear "go." Yeah, I, I have rehearsed the motion over and over in my head. I rehearsed, uh, or I've rehearsed the weights, even feeling heavy. I don't wanna imagine them being light. I always imagine the how the weight feels, how that weight sucks. And then also imagine the kind of force I would need to exert to make that weight fly and how that would feel on my body. So I never try to imagine it feeling light or easy, because then if it's not, I get I would psych myself out and get surprised. So when I get to the weight, it feels like shit. I've already thought it would feel like shit. I'm ready
0: for it and I I throw it up. I like it. Martins in your opinion is it is it better to start in other disciplines uh or as I oh, let me rephrase it is starting in other disciplines better for strongman than just starting in strongman so for instance if you came from a basketball or wrestling or football background mm-hmm. is that better for strongman starting out rather than or just starting strongman to be a strongman that's a good question well, I don't have the experience of
2: not starting i mean of just yeah. purely starting a strongman because I, I come from a, a little bit of American football background and wrestling background, and I think more than anything, wrestling taught me the how to focus and have intensity in the sport. Uh, if I just did pure strongman, I don't think
0: I would have had that savage f- switch that happens. Wrestling taught me that. I have to add you to the list of wrestlers. We had a whole podcast we were just talking about all the wrestlers, kevin ferris yeah yeah
1: even 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 i wrestled for a couple years
0: yeah even anthony even me um all right it's this is again this is a fan question um up to you (laughs) if you want to answer it but
1: you don't have to answer these
0: (laughs) how would you compare yourself to against novakoff and who's better all around um
2: Novikov's freaking incredible. I mean, his o- his uh, technique work and his overhead are second to none. He has really good mobile and stable shoulders that allow his no- overhead to be so incre- uh, absolutely phenomenal. His work capacity is beyond mine, I'm pretty sure. Um, he's faster carry speeds for the most part, uh, unless it's like a carry medley then i could beat him or if it's a farmer's i could beat him um i would say his truck bowl sucks except for this world's strongest man i don't know what food or what he ate um <laughs> i don't know what happened there he'd be all of us that's impossible so um, it shouldn't happen <laughs> I still have nightmares about it.
1: (laughs) Yeah, you can see it in your face when you thought about it, like that son of a bitch.
2: (laughs) How? I don't. I'll tell you, I got to the end of that truck bowl thinking, okay, uh, right now my legs are burning a little bit. I know I've won this. Uh, I've beaten everyone before me. Um, I could let off a little bit so I could conserve some energy for other events. There's no way Novikov's beating me. And then he beats me. So, uh, (laughs) yeah, that, that, that shouldn't
0: happen. Um, now were you thinking that or did you say yeah. that to someone what were you thinking about were you thinking that or did you say that to someone that like no, no one's in you? the middle
2: yeah in the middle of the truck i'm like okay i won this <laughs> like, i'm also <laughs> counting in my head i'm watching i could tell how fast i'm going yeah i'm totally like three quarters of the way into the truck well, i'm like i won okay cool let off the uh, let off the gas a little bit just coast through Save some of my uh, uh, energy for the other events.
1: <laughs> that, that, that was re- a mistake. That reminds me of uh, the world's back in the day when Brian Shaw threw the kegs and he celebrated for the first time ever on TV, and then <laughs> Thor beat him right after. <laughs>
0: that was so awesome. That was like my favorite um, moment. Yeah. Like he, Brian's, yeah. like
1: I, he's he was like, I don't celebrate, but I'm pretty confident no one's ever gonna beat that. And face then, he was looking, he was like, <laughs> <laughs> so that you had that, love mom- that you had I that moment that. on the truck pull. You're I, like nobody's gonna beat won. this truck pole. <laughs>
2: One hundred percent had that moment, when, especially <laughs> thinking. that I thought Novikov would lose points on that. Yep. <laughs> Don't know how that's possible. He's one of the lightest, lightest competitors out there. Uh, so who's better? Uh, I well, I'll say this. I've beaten him. I've, I've never lost Novikov. Um, I've always beaten him. But this world, it was close. Uh, he would have beaten me. The only thing is, after that truck pull, I was talking to him. He said that his energy just
0: Hit a wall, and then he lost everything. Uh, so, do you think if he conserved energy a little better, maybe he came like second? I, I think.
2: if he gave up some points on the truck pull, he would have gotten second.
0: Yeah.
2: Interesting, but yeah, you're still. Unless, his,
0: unless, I was gonna say, you're uh, still except his for stones. Great- what was that? I was gonna say, you're still his great white buffalo. He's still. He's like the. Old, he's being everybody except Martins. Yeah, that's right.
1: We got to keep it that way, right, Martins?
2: That's the plan, yeah.
1: Little, so ooh, it's, it's, it's hard, hard to say. It. I
2: I, I won crazy. every single one, but I plan to keep it that way. But You
1: I, heard it I, here first, ladies and gentlemen. Martins says Alexi will never beat him. Put it down in your journals. Take it to the <laughs> bank. Remember this moment.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so run us through. What does the rest of the year look like for you, Martins? Uh, Rogue Invitational. Then I'd like to do another episode of Strength
2: Known, either in Japan or uh, Gr- Greenland. I almost said Greenway. <laughs> <laughs> I just spent too much time in Norway, uh, but yeah, Greenland or Japan. We'll see. We'll see what happens with uh, COVID restrictions and, and flying. My dr- dream is Japan.
1: Yeah, if you want to do it right, you know, you want to make sure you can yeah. do everything you need to do when you go there.
2: And then after that. I'll see if I uh, want to do worlds or not I think I'm gonna skip Arnold's I really want to win that, but at this point I think uh, I have four heavy shows left shows left in me so one uh, maybe I'll just choose those four shows to be the rogue because at this point let I me mean, that prize is going up guys
1: yeah that's not going I can't
2: down, say no to that yeah I can't <laughs> say no to that as long as that's on the table. Why would I do any other show?
1: And that gives you the advantage because if you're training for that, because most of the other guys aren't going to do that. So you're going to have to yeah. be able to focus in and just keep taking that money.
2: That's what I want. I, that show is worth all the shows in a year. So,
1: yeah. And that's, yeah, that's another unique component that Rogues bring in now with these higher prize pools is kind of shifting yeah. a little bit. So it's going to be interesting to see how everybody responds and how the, everything grows because of it. Oh, 100%. Yeah.
2: Oh, yeah. So we'll see if I do Worlds again.
1: Speaking of that, I do remember one fan question that I had. When are you going to do the Shaw Classic, Martins? Um,
2: if If the Shaw Classic was around when I was 25, 26, or 27 yeah. years old, I would have done it in Arby. Yeah. Uh, it is a beautiful show, and I uh, love what Brian Shaw is doing, but um, I, like I said, I've got four shows left of me, and i got bills to pay.
1: I think that's probably the best reason anyone's ever had to not do a show, you know, to pick shows over certain shows. I think that right there yeah. is the best reason. Like all the respect for
2: that show, I yeah. love it. I love what he's doing. It's just it's extremely heavy, and that takes a toll on my body. I got to be smart about what I choose to do.
1: I love it, man. I love the self awareness. Can't you can't
0: buy that? You know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. So, so Martins, again, thank you for coming on. And for our listeners, make sure you check out Martin's YouTube to watch his series on the Strength Unknown, especially the first episode being out, this Columbia episode. Uh, check out his Wreck-It Ralph gym app. so you can.
1: It's not Wreck-It Ralph, it's Wreck-It
0: Gym. Oh, I, that was, it's the uh, Wreck-It Power. Wreck-it power right, right, You can't
1: say Wreck-It Ralph, because that, right, that'll power. get him
0: into trouble. <laughs> so I wrote Wreck-It Gym app, but I just, that was just my thing. wreck Power app. Guys. Disney
1: is listening right now, and we're all going to be abducted by disney tonight
0: yeah and Great if you, you like what you guys heard today just drink some rains. So it, it will go back to martine's
1: rain Martine. rain body power martine's uh beard struggle. i'm looking for disney right now
0: and <laughs> hey, hey, martine's and but don't forget nick's, all, nick's already up in, in heaven right now
2: <laughs> they took him out so.
0: yes but uh martine's uh for your strength unknown don't forget about boston there's a lot of strong people around this area so if you're ever in town i know don't forget to like comment subscribe hit the notification bell make sure to follow on on uh, apple Podcasts and spotify and martin's you have the last word martin's